Good morning, everybody. Domingo Compulsive Overeater and Exercise Bulimic. And I'm really grateful to be at a meeting, especially this meeting of OA. It's good to see everybody. Um, and I'm really grateful. And what a great, fantastic reading. I'm going to share a little bit about, I see some faces that I'm not familiar with. Um, welcome. And um, thank you for welcoming me. And I'll, I'll you know, I don't have a story, so to speak, uh, that I know of, but uh, I'm just going to share what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today. And uh, let me see if I can share my screen. I don't know if I know. Okay. Um, I don't think I can share my screen. I might have some pictures if maybe the host can um, give me. We'll make screen you we'll make Yay. You thank you. Perfect. Beautiful. So I'm just going to pick up. Do this quick. 20 minutes goes by really fast. So what can I say? Um, I'll go through things really quickly. What was it like? Uh, it's full of uh, my life at a very young age. I started eat, eating compulsively around first grade, first, second grade. I had a big difficulty with life. I just with life itself, just with the fact that I was alive and the fact that um, I didn't feel safe. And the fact that um, adults didn't seem to know what they were doing, at least it seemed like I got the, I got the really fearful message that everybody's winging it. Everybody's just doing, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought somebody said something. Um, I got the message that everybody's doing just they're just winging it. They have a philosophy they've developed and they're just going with that. And that was like, okay, well, that's great. That's fantastic. But what's the answer? What's the, the quote unquote right way? What's the safe way? You know, what's the, the root? You know, I wanted to, I saw a bunch of branches, but I wanted to know what the root was. So, I mean, at whatever, five, six years old, I'm asking these questions. I'm dealing with topics like infinity uh i i believe i think now i have i'm getting diagnosed for adhd and um maybe even uh, i don't know some other stuff and um and so i think of the world a little bit differently and because of that um you know it gives me a different perspective and i feel different and uh that didn't make me feel comfortable because at that age security and acceptance was like the number one thing in my life and so i i so wanted to just fit in and i felt so unfit so out of so out of it um and i didn't know how to get in i didn't know why i was even outside what i thought was you know outside of society in the first place i just was like i don't know why i felt like such an outsider and that didn't make me feel comfortable and I didn't have a voice and I didn't speak up. <clears throat> I didn't know how to speak up. I wasn't encouraged to speak up and it's nobody's fault. Uh, people, everybody's just doing the best they got with what they have. And um, that doesn't mean that it diminishes uh, what I grew up with in my experience, but um, I get to focus on my experience and my recovery today. And so all that, turned into you know a great recipe for a compulsive overeater because food was around i could compulsively overeat it was pleasurable it distracted me it was enjoyable it was tasty 
it was sweet, um, satisfying, it was comforting, it was, you know, food eventually became everything for me. And so having it around, eating it all the time, it was just, just that, just a comfort, a way to soothe me. And at some point, you know, like the big book says, I crossed that invisible line and became a compulsive overeater. I went from being a, a, an overeater, I guess, to a compulsive overeater, which meant for me that, you know, I didn't have a choice, that I, a, that I developed an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body. And those two, that combination of those two things, you know, when I started eating, I couldn't stop. And when I wasn't eating, I had that obsession of the mind to think about what I, that I wanted to eat or what, when was I going to eat again? And so food took a, an oversized part of my life and it just eventually I turned to everything for food. You know, if I was upset, I ate out of resentment. If I was happy, I ate out of joy. If I was sad, I ate out of loneliness. You know, if I craved love or acceptance or understanding, I try to go get that from food. And so that was my life. It wasn't very effective. It wasn't healthy, but I'm grateful for it. It was a tool. It, kept, it was the only tool I knew how to use. It kept me alive. And I'm still here today, thankfully. And it was the perfect disease to develop, either to have or develop. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. I just know that I'm a compulsive overeater today. And I always will be as far as I know. And, and I'm really grateful for that because it's the perfect disease to take me to the perfect solution. And if I've got a problem, but I have a solution, do I really have a problem? I, I get to remember that today. You know, I was stuck on having the problem. I, I was forever in the problem. I was fixing problems. I was looking out for problems. I was scared of problems. I was anxious that I would have problems forever. I, you know, problems, you know, the, I think the big book says we're problem people or some, somewhere I thought I read, you know, we're problem people. And um, that's how I am in my, I guess, I don't, I wouldn't say natural state, but I would say um, I'm, 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 I lean towards that. You know, I'm a sort of, yeah, I sort of lean towards that. I've, and uh, I need a way and my higher power to prop me up so that, so that, you know, I look at, I, you know, there's no, for today, I do have that. And today there's no problem. I don't have any problems. I only have opportunities. And that's, you know, back in the day, I used to hear a, a slogan, you know, act as if, and um, that helped me out a lot. And before I could, I guess, come to believe or really know something, you know, in my, something like actually know where no one can convince me differently. I had to, I had to come to believe. I had to act as if I had to trust um, that maybe somebody else knew it, you know, cause I didn't know it, you know, my life, the life I explained about, avoiding everything and being a compulsive and going turning to compulsive overeater. I mean, I don't have to tell maybe anyone here in this room, you know, what that led me to. It just it led me to being over 300 pounds. It led me to being isolated 
uh, in relationships. It led me to living an unsustainable life. It led me to being homeless because it was like rent an apartment or budget my money and, you know, budget my money and rent an apartment or just don't worry about money and just, you know, spend my money on food and, and have no barriers between food and my, and me, you know, my job was to, my job was to keep me alive, but mainly to make sure that I always had access to food. And, and it sounds, it sounds crazy saying that now, but that's, it seemed perfectly sane at the moment, you know, and that's why I know I need this program. That's why I know I need this program and every component of this program, the steps, the fellowship, service, service especially. I have been, oh, I'll talk about what my life is like. Life is like. Um, and, and Jackie, once I get going, I have a hard time hearing. So if I don't like acknowledge you, just please feel free to yell, yell out and, and get my attention. Uh, you know, I, uh, I welcome you too. Well, just so you know, um, you're at nine minutes, so you got 11 minutes left. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So that was my bottom. Uh, let me see if I could, uh, well, I'm just going to keep talking. And in, in, and uh, in the meanwhile, I'm going to see if I could bring up some pictures so I can show you guys. So you guys can have like a visual of, oh, it's like, oh, here it is. OA. Let's see. OA pictures. Uh, let me go to pictures. Bear with me for just a second. I think I have them saved in a, yeah, OA pictures. There's my OA pictures. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna share the whole screen. I'm gonna share. If someone can just give me a thumbs up when they see that, they can see my screen. Yeah, okay, thank you. All right, so let's take a look at some pictures. Let's see, where should I start? Okay, I'll start with this little cute picture. This is me. Um, this is me, you know, the, I was already, I already had problems. I already had uh, difficulty with what I look like. I have body dysmorphia and I, like I said, and I just, I, I guess once you're told something's always wrong with you, I guess I believed it and then didn't believe it at the same time. I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd go, you're, you're fine. And then I, then my reality would get, would be, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't know how to defend myself. I didn't know how to advocate for myself. I didn't know how to speak up for myself. I still have difficulty with that. I'm, I'm a lot better and I make a conscious effort to do it, but it's just that it's a conscious effort. It doesn't, it's not something that comes naturally to me. Um, let me see. This is me in high school <laughs> with my big helmet head. I love it. I love it. It's just, it was the eighties. I'm 56. I just turned 56 this month, early this month. And this is, I mean, this is, you know, feathered hair. It was just, it's like a hel like a hair helmet. Let's see. What else do I have? Here's some picture of me. That's me. This is me. Uh, I don't know if you could see my thing, but that's me with my finger in my mouth. Cause I just ran it down my the length of my sister's cake and because i couldn't wait while everybody was busy taking pictures and celebrating um i couldn't i couldn't wait and i got in trouble for that and then that's me back there saying i guess number one maybe i don't know um but this is me with my brothers and sisters back in the 70s sometime um just taking a picture okay let's look at some pictures and then this is me in the military I was I, I was in the Marines. They got me in shape. I always said, 
I just need someone to get me in shape and then I'll take it from there. That's all. I just can't get in shape. But once someone gets me in shape, I'll, and, and, I, and that, that was my reality for a few years. I was in shape until ultimately, you know, compulsive overeating overtook me and I gained uh, too much weight from the military and they wound up kicking me out after four plus years. And then this is me a few years later, uh, probably 200 and some odd pounds. This is me a few years later after that. I'm the biggest, I would say, oh, my brother's giving me, these are to my brothers. My brother on the right is giving me a little competition, but I think I, I'm pretty sure I was heavier and that's me on the left. Um, this is me towards my bottom, living in my car. Uh, you can see how excited I'm not, how happy I'm not um, with the little, I think, jelly donut on the corner of my mouth. I used to wake up and have Chinese food and, and donuts. That was my, and coffee. That was my breakfast. Okay, so a couple fast forward, you know, come into program a couple years later, 2012. I came into program. My abstinence date is April 30th, 2009. So I'm, I think I just celebrated 14 years this year by the grace. And I don't keep myself abstinent. I'll talk, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that. I know time's going by quick. Let's go through some pictures. So this is me just being with my family, which is something I didn't really care to do in the past. This is me with my daughter. The, a very important person in my life. I'm just grateful that I kept my connection with her and that um, program has helped me um, build an even better one. And then this is me and my lovey. This is a few years ago, like in 2016, where we've been, I've been, this, I've been uh, in this relationship with my wife uh, for, uh, since 2012. So I guess 11 years now we've, We've been together since that time and married for five. We just celebrated our fifth year anniversary a few months ago. And I think that's all the pictures I have. Yep, let me stop sharing. So it gives you some kind of idea of a little, a little bit of idea for those who don't know me or haven't seen those pictures, a little bit of my journey. All right, so what, what, what happened? What happened is I stopped believing the lies. You know, somebody I heard yesterday, somebody said, here's, I'm going to tell you the golden key. The golden key to, I guess, life or recovery or everything, if there is one, is rigorous self-honesty. And uh, I, 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 that's how it started. That's how my recovery journey started. That Domingo, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Or, or yeah, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Essentially, I, I, you know, I stopped trying to muster, uh, you know, eke out a, a semi-miserable living with uh, just my efforts alone. And I started reaching out. I started with outside help and then I did a geographic. And then after I did a geographic, somebody said, OA. And, and, and ultimately, even before all that stuff, I started realizing, you know, I, start, I kept telling myself the lies. I just kept believing them less and less, you know. And a dishonesty with others starts with dishonesty with self. And uh, so really that's, that's, that is a golden key is rigor self-honesty because without honesty, I'm gonna work a career I don't like. I'm gonna be in relationships I don't wanna be in. I'm not gonna voice what who I am. I'm not gonna tell people about myself. I'm not gonna bring my full self to things. You know, I'm gonna that's be, 15. is that five minutes? Awesome, perfect. 
you know, there's so many downsides to not being honest with myself. You know, I'm going to live that double life that I lived for most of my life because I'm going to try to fit in. And that's what I did. And, you know, I got I got to. So that's so what happened was I stopped believing my lies and I started asking for help and I started accepting the help that I asked for. And I started actually listening to people versus continually saying, I know. I know, I know, I know. How do, how could I know, how could I learn when I, when I knew everything? You know, I was unteachable. I was unteachable. Uh, but fortunately, you know, uh, compulsive overeating is, is, you know, a great motivator. And, uh, you know, all that pummeling pummeled me into submission. And so, uh, so I, so that's what I did. I got a sponsor, started working the steps. He gave me his food plan. I, fo I followed that. I set I set my thinking brain, not my thinking brain, that, but my, I don't mean my thinking brain, like, like, how do I drive or how do I, you know, cook food or how do I do my job? Not that brain, but the brain that really the, the obsession, you know, oh, what's going to, what am I going to eat? Oh, that person, you know, saw me a certain way. Well, what do they think about me? And what did they mean by blah, 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 when they said blah, 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 you know, like all that stuff and what's going to happen tomorrow and what happens if I do, you know, all the, just all that junk that's never been helpful to me. I got to set that aside and then just go, okay, today's a new day. It's just for today. And I'm just going to follow instructions and I'm just going to act as if today, what is it like today? Service, service. Well, first of all, I know I always think right now service service is just really high on my profile, be, uh, you know, because um, I probably I don't think I've done as much service as I've done. And now I do service. I don't, I don't know if unreservedly service is something I'm not doing anybody any favors other than me when I do service. When I do service, I'm not doing any I'm not being benevolent. I'm not being super recovered i'm not being kind i'm not being service is not sacrifice to me i'm not being sacrificed you know i'm not sacrificing i'm not you know i'm not i'm not even making space for anything you know service i give one 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 calorie of energy one 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 hour of time whatever and i get back to now i'm not saying i do it because i get back to but what I'm realizing is, is everything in recovery, everything that's good in life sustains me. And every time I say no to it, I'm just basically saying no to a river of, of a flow of good coming into my life. I'm basically saying, I, you know, I don't want that goodness coming into my life. Of course, I got to realize that it's goodness. Of course, I got to realize that it's a good thing for me and for, for everybody. And so I guess that's what the point, that's what I'm realizing now. I'm realizing, I think this year is when I realized, oh, you know, all these things, fellowship, the steps, service, uh, the traditions, those are all channels of love, you know, and they sustain me, you know, whatever I give out, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be, you know, pressed up what is it my cup's going to be filled up pressed down and heaped over you know you know and overflowing you know whatever it is i give is just going to come right back 
and that's a good thing for me like especially when i'm having a heart like you know i'm having conflicts it's like well what what am i giving now that doesn't mean everything's my fault or that but i have choices today you know i get to take full responsibility of my life today you know i get to not place the power in other people's hands today i get to not throw my pearls to, there's a saying don't throw your pearls or your diamonds to pigs you know like i don't i get some people are not they don't, they're not interested or they're not capable or they're not willing of maybe you know uh interacting with me in the way i need to be interacted with um and that's okay i get to let them be me and that gives me more freedom to be myself you know whatever whatever forgiveness i give to someone else i'm just and whatever freedom i get to have to give to others to live their life i get to adopt for myself and vice versa it works the other way around whatever expectations i have from for others i i have that same judgment and that same expectation of myself that's and i still have bingo. thank you i'm going to wrap up by saying i'm grateful for my higher power of this program it has it's it i don't know if saving my life it just it's it's given me the ability to live and give me a life that works and it's given me a willingness and an ability to open up uh, the doors of life, of life and love in my life. And I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to be with you guys today and recover together. And that's what we got.